Hey everyone, and welcome to Lincoln You'll Miss It, a Legend of Zelda video game podcast where each episode is over before you know it. I'm your host for today, Daniel Spencer, filling in for James Anderson thanks to the Scavengers Scramble here with the Scavengers Network. In Lincoln You'll Miss It, I'll be ranking the Legend of Zelda video games from least favorite to favorite in a series of episodes. Now, I will say the only game in the franchise I haven't played even a fraction of is A Link Between Worlds. I'll be fixing that soon, but in the meantime, I'm leaving it off this list since I haven't experienced it. I'm also only using Timeline Canon games, so excluding the CDI games, Tingle Offshoots, Game & Watch, etc. That gives us 17 games to rank, and I've already ranked 17 through 12 in last episode, so let's get going. In 11th place, we have the original Legend of Zelda for the NES. It's a classic, obviously, and helped to revolutionize the adventure video game genre. A complaint about this one is that similarly to Zelda 2, most of the story is explained in the instruction manual for the game and not in-game itself. That said, you pick up pretty quick that you're collecting pieces of the Triforce of Wisdom and trying to defeat Ganon. Some fun puzzles, but mostly just a good, fun adventure game. In 10th place, we have Minish Cap on the Game Boy Advance. Before Skyward Sword was released, this had been the first game in the timeline of the Zelda franchise. It explained the origins of Vati, the Wind Mage, and the Four Sword, a legendary blade capable of sealing evil beings inside it. Link interacts with a race of miniature beings called either the Minish or the Picori to build up the blade into the legendary Four Sword and save Zelda, from whom Vati is trying to extract the powerful Light Force. In this game, you can shrink down in size to interact with the Picori, and dungeons have some fun size-changing mechanics that I really like. There are lots of interesting story elements and ideas I'd love to see brought back into the series, i.e. the Minish themselves. Next up, we have The Wind Waker on GameCube. This tells the story of Hyrule Flooded. A young boy unrelated to the links of the past is called to action when his sister is kidnapped by Ganondorf, and he works with pirates in a sentient boat, the King of Red Lions, to sail the Great Sea and save her and several others. The lore of this game is one of my favorites. It's the first game in the adult timeline after the timeline split from Ocarina of Time, and it's set hundreds of years later. The gods flooded Hyrule, and now all that remains is a handful of islands and a vast, open ocean. The Zora and Kokiri races we've seen in prior games have evolved and changed into the bird-like Rito or the childish tree-like Koroks. You find charts to help you locate islands on the sea, and the various weapons you can get can be used as attachments on your boat to help you dig around. My biggest complaint about the game is the tediousness of sailing around the sea and constantly having to change the directions of the wind to get places, but this still makes for a solid halfway point in my list. In 8th place, I'm combining Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages for the Game Boy Color. To get the whole story of the games, you have to complete one and use the code provided to make a linked game in the other. Not set in Hyrule, these games take place in Holodrum and Labrina, and see Link changing either the seasons or the age he's in to save the lands from their evil attackers, Onox and Varen. These games were technically developed by a subsidiary of Capcom instead of Nintendo, but they were still published by Nintendo. The mechanics and puzzles are a lot of fun, you can befriend one of three animal companions, and the storyline from these games is very good. At the end of the first one you play, you discover that Kotake and Koume from Ocarina of Time are behind the events of the games in trying to resurrect Ganon. The Linked game allows you to fight them and Ganon in the end, making for one of the most enjoyably challenging series of final boss fights. The music in these games is fantastic. The dungeons are challenging. The boss fights are challenging. It's a very good series of games. Staying in the realm outside of Hyrule, our next game takes us to Termina. In seventh place, we have Majora's Mask for the Nintendo 64. 
Majora's Mask sees Child Link from the Ocarina of Time storyline travel to Termina looking for Navi, his fairy companion from the previous game. An impish troublemaker wearing a bizarre mask steals his horse and turns Link into a Deku shrub. As Link explores the world in his new body, he discovers that the moon is set to crash into Termina in three days, destroying the world with it. Throughout his adventure, he collects several masks which have different powers. Some can change him into different creatures, some have sway over other creatures, some just make him dance really well. This game is dark, with heavy themes of despair, death, and loss. It's also the source of one of my favorite creepypastas, Ben Drowned. Highly recommend checking it out if you haven't read it. Having to reset the flow of time every three days gets a little obnoxious, as you lose everything not nailed down in your items, but I love me a good dark story, and this is that exactly. Rounding out sixth place is Link's Awakening, continuing our adventures outside of Hyrule. In Link's Awakening, originally a top-down and side-scroller combo for the Game Boy, remade in 2019 for the Nintendo Switch, Link is at sea after the adventures of Link to the Past, and a storm sends him and a storm sends him under, awakening on Tarambo shores of Koholant Island. Here we see a whole cast of characters in places we've never seen before. A village filled with talking animals, a shy man who you can call to get hints but won't talk to you in his home, and Crazy Tracy! The story is filled with discussions of dreams and hopes, nightmares and loss. It's a fantastic story, and the Switch version is very fun, including a dungeon-building side game that's very addictive. That's it for this episode of Link and You'll Miss It, if you want more from me, you can always catch me at Dantendo64 on Twitter, Instagram, or TikTok. And I'd like to talk about all sorts of things there, particularly Zelda on Twitter. So give me a follow there. And as always, thanks to the Scavengers Network for having us on. Talk to you later.